7. Sontarans, a soldier's education. Sontaran Subliminal Education Matrix Introductory Audio File Loaded. Unpacking. Unpacking. Playing now. Greetings, hero of Sontar. You are hearing this because you have been born. Congratulations! Your first victory against the cold, uncaring universe. I am the voice of the Sontaran Subliminal Education Matrix, a database of a million military surveys compiled by the brave Sontarans who have gone before you. My purpose is to instruct you in Sontaran culture, military tactics and honour codes so that you, like the seven million other soldiers in your batch generation, may serve the Empire to the best of your ability. You may have noticed that you are submerged in liquid. Do not struggle. This is merely the warm embrace of the Sontaran cloning pool. Ignore any discomfort. This is just the needles of the Sontaran assessment system piercing your skin. Blood samples are required to make sure that you are not in any way defective. While we check your vitals, consider this, newborn soldier. All but 0.0000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000
Not for us the messy, squishy, chaotic nonsense that other races call breeding. Not for us the randomness of evolution or these different and confusing genders. No! We have approached the propagation of our race with the same strategic clarity we approach all warfare. As previously stated, you are one of a batch of millions, one of a clone army birthed in a single moment, perfected for the waging of war. While other races indulgently enjoy a period of utter unreadiness called childhood, mewling and rolling around in their own filth, we are born and raised in minutes, educated in all relevant knowledge by the Sontaran subliminal education matrix. Every Sontaran body is crafted with extreme care. Traits such as strength and resilience have been selected and prioritised, while useless characteristics such as compassion and body hair have been reduced or removed entirely. Every aspect of our bodies has been perfected, from respiratory to digestive. You will note, perhaps, an area of relative tenderness on the back of your neck. This is the probic vent. See related data entry 245. An opening through which your body can be nourished with simple energy. Other races are weak, needing a variety of vitamins and minerals for sustenance. Our diet is plasma and triumph. As you can see, even unarmed, you are already better equipped for battle than any other galactic species. Unfortunately, and shamefully, many other races do not appreciate our streamlined design. Some have even learned that a sharp strike to the probic vent can render us unconscious, even slay us. However, in its infinite wisdom, Sontaran High Command is aware of and has accounted for this potential vulnerability. Face forwards, hero of Sontar. Face your enemy. Do not leave your probic vent exposed, and your invincibility is assured. This is the glory of the Sontaran Empire. Even our weaknesses are strengths. A note before we continue. It is possible that the first time you face a member of another species, they may point out that the mighty Sontaran stature, a product of our high-gravity origin world, is less towering than that of other races. It is also possible that they might mention our height in a mocking or derogatory way. Sontaran military strategy does not advise engaging in conversation with enemy races, if at all possible. There is no honour in verbal sparring. However, if immediately murdering them is not a viable option, simply remind them of three indisputable facts. One, we are not short, we are compact. This makes us a more difficult target to hit. Two, a more compact structure means fewer resources are spent on armour thus freeing additional assets to be spent on ammunition. Three, all races are the same size when laid out with a blow. Then you may immediately execute them. This is called irony. Related data entries. Three to five, nurses. Necessary or cowardly? Three nine zero, how many fingers do you possess? A career in special forces could be for you. Data entry 2 selected. Sontaran armour. Ah, another excellent choice. 
This is only the second minute of your existence, and already you are displaying a keen sense of tactical nuance. Be aware that when presented with the same options, four million three hundred thousand and eight of your batch made inferior choices. You are moving up the ranks! You may also be interested to know that your drop pod is now hurtling into the atmosphere of an enemy world. This is a perfect opportunity to educate you in our innovations in military technology. There is nothing dishonourable about wearing armour. The Sontaran physique is robust, and our enemies are pathetic. But they can be cunning, and anything that prolongs combat effectiveness is crucial to our cause. But worry not. You have already been encased in the Sontaran Empire's finest Mark VII battle armour. Sturdy, form-fitting, and proof against all but the most determined blade or bolt. This armour offers extra protection for your probic vent, and can be modified for the inclusion of a perception camouflage matrix and other advanced technologies. Please hold your head still as we lower the Mark VII tactical helmet. This will guard the noble dome of your valuable skull, and enhance your senses with an intuitive, ever-updating heads-up display connected to our forces in orbit. No Sontaran sees alone, hears alone, or fights alone with a Mark VII. Now, as the Mark VII tactical helmet connects to the systems of the Seventh Sontaran battle fleet, you should see our ships in orbit and details of the planet below. Do you see the green icons entering the atmosphere? That's you! The 5,960,000 who have survived this far, to be exact, which, considering the sheer volume of anti-aircraft fire being levered at you from the surface, is actually well within acceptable fatalities for this stage of your development. Another note. Like any good Sontaran soldier eager to serve... You may be wondering whether the Mark VII battle armour, or indeed your sturdily constructed drop pod, has been reinforced to survive the barrages directed at you from the planet's defences. Fortunately, the enemy's weapons are so advanced that not even our properly shielded command ships are safe. Revel in the heady rush of knowing that you, like our most celebrated generals, may die at any moment, and remember, dying above a battle is still dying in battle. Related data entries. 247. Probic vent care. Why a mirror is your best friend. 357. Helmet polish procedures. Get a Sontaran shine. Data entry 3 selected. Sontaran weaponry. Ah, eager to spill some blood, I see. Very good. A healthy thirst for violence is a key component of the Sontaran mindset and we enhance this with some of the most advanced weaponry in the galaxy. Such is our tactical strength that even our enemies can become weapons when combined with Sontaran principles and might. Example, the Atmos Stratagem, just one of our many successful campaigns against the Weasley pink race known as Humanity. Masterminded by our revered General Stahl, the Undefeated, See Related Data Entry 2096. This plot exploited the meagre intellect of a human child known as Luke Rattigan. General Stahl allowed Rattigan to devise a hybrid human-Sontaran device to take control of humanity's primitive automobiles and drown the human homeworld, Earth, in a gas 
similar in composition to the liquid of your Sontaran cloning pool. Earth would have become a cradle world for whole generations of Sontaran soldiers. Despite overwhelming resistance from a massive army, interference from an incredibly irritating time traveller, see related data entries 13 to 105, and despicable treachery from his human pet, Stahl the Undefeated prevailed in his ultimate goal, to die honourably in battle. Truly an example to us all. However, such complex strategies are for Sontaran High Command, our revered generals. You are a simple soldier, and a simple weapon will suffice. As the old Sontaran saying goes, Kill things with a Rion carbine. Rion carbines are the habitual sidearm of Sontaran forces. Elegant, slim and versatile, the carbine is not just a metal rod that can disintegrate enemies. It is a badge of Sontaran ambition. A simple press of its controls will fire a charged stream of Rion particles that will immediately disintegrate most foes. Should you advance enough to be allowed access to the hallowed grounds of the Sontaran Military Academy, it will also serve as a recording device and graduation wand. Should you rise to the literal heights of Starship Command, it can even be upgraded as a navigation scepter. Impress us, Hero of Sontar, and that simple Rion carbine will not only be a weapon, but a symbol of your mighty rank. One that can also disintegrate enemies. The Rion Carbine is just one of the many weapons developed by our scientific divisions who seek to make up for not having the stomach for true combat by arming their more courageous brethren. Such weapons include the Fragmentation Grenade, the Sky Hammer Cannon, and devices capable of unimaginable destruction, such as the Warsong, an engine that can rewrite the surface of entire planets. The might of our military machine is unquestioned, Hero of Sontar! A third note. Like any good Sontaran itching for a fight, you might be wondering why we have not provided your drop pod with weapons. The enemy is even now launching megatons worth of munitions into the atmosphere in an attempt to stall your approach. It is only natural for you to want to respond. Patience, young soldier. Weapons must be forged and tempered before they can be of use. You are an untested blade. Prove yourself with the trusty Rion carbine hanging from your belt, and the glorious weapons of the Empire will soon be yours to command. Not long now. Related data entries. 312. Tank-mounted Rion cannons, when subtlety is a tactical error. 315. Fragmentation grenades, when tank-mounted Rion cannons are too subtle. Data entry 4-159 selected. Foes of the Empire. Now we come to it, Hero of Sontar. The universe is a hostile place. And we are not alone in it. Existence is full of life forms too foolish to realize Sontaran superiority. And this is good. Even if they were to accept their betters, even if aliens from the Medusa Cascade to Galsec 7 threw down their weapons and offered their unconditional surrender, the Sontaran Empire would not accept it. We could not accept it. A design must have purpose 
and we were designed for war. Should we be grateful then to our enemies for existing? An interesting question, hero. Although be reminded that philosophy, like recreation, is a waste of time. It is true that many of our cleverest innovations were created as a response to the threat of an enemy. This is a tradition dating back from those revered half-lost days of our clan culture, where Sontaran would fight Sontaran to determine who was the strongest. However, that fateful day when we first encountered an alien race changed our culture forever. Our hated foes, the Rutan host, descended from the sky, and as a race we were faced with a choice. Waste precious Sontaran blood by fighting each other, or evolve. Even then our military instincts were keen, and those early Sontarans immediately allied with each other, declaring war on everything not Sontaran. On that day, the Empire was born. There is your answer, hero. It is not our enemies to whom we should be grateful, but our own ingenuity. In the centuries since, we have risen to every challenge and stared down every threat. The Sontaran subliminal education matrix shall detail some of these threats for you now, so that you may also be ready to meet them with carbine and blade. One more note. As we are detecting that your heart rate is elevated and your skin is producing sweat at a higher rate than is normal, delighted to witness your excitement at the coming battle, soldier, you may be wondering why we have not informed you of which of our many hundreds of enemies are firing at you right now. That is an excellent question, and we have a very good answer for it. All in good time, soldier. Three minutes to landfall. Data entry five selected. The Rutan Host. Hero, if we had a thousand years to educate you, it would not be enough for the Sontaran subliminal education matrix to plumb the depths of our hatred for these vicious, gaseous fiends. The Rutan host are our oldest foe, our most despised nemesis. The Sontaran Empire has warred with them from one side of the galaxy to the next, fought them to a standstill on a thousand worlds, and almost claimed a victory a hundred times before having it slip from our grasp. In many ways, the Rutans are our opposites. Where we are sturdy and solid, they are wafting, fragile things. Where we are monolithic and unshakable in our identity and pride, they are literally spineless, quick to hide in the forms of others without names or personalities of their own. They can also electrocute things with their minds, while Sontarans cannot and would not, even if we could, such dishonourable tricks are beneath us. The Rutan's sole redeeming feature is that they are as dedicated to slaying us as we are to defeating them. It is perhaps telling that the only virtue they possess is mimicking our dedication and heart. Data Entry 11 Selected Daleks There is nothing wrong with good, clean bloodlust. There is certainly nothing wrong with wanting to go out and bend all opposition to your iron rule. On such things all Sontaran culture is based. However, we simply wish to kill our enemies, bury their women and children, and raise their cities to the ground. This is not a product of hatred. This is simply what honour and our own superiority demands. There is something 
sick at the heart of the Daleks. Hate has squeezed the honour out of them. Hate has infected them, infested them. The rancour we feel for our ancestral enemies in the Root and Host is but a shadow of what these ancient and terrible creatures feel for every living thing that is not a Dalek. This sickness ruins their plans as often as it motivates them, and it is the official opinion of Santaran High Command that it is this sickness that is the Dalek's greatest weakness, even as it makes them a particularly dangerous foe. They are the right height, though. We must allow them that. Data Entry 8 selected. Cybermen. It shows a commendable amount of self-awareness to be able to admit inferiority and the need for upgrades, but if the Cybermen possess true Sontaran efficiency, they would be like us and do it before birth. Data Entry 12 selected. Time Lords. The Sontaran Empire has stretched for thousands of years, and thanks to our military might, we'll stretch for thousands more. And yet, against some races in the galaxy, we are not but children, children with guns. The Time Lords are an ancient race, kept alive only by secrets and the incredible technology they wield, technology that gives them power over time itself. It is perhaps no wonder they are so arrogant when they have spent eons playing with the very fabric of reality. It is true that there was a time when Sontarans pursued this knowledge as well, but such efforts have since been deemed dishonourable. We face our enemies. We do not sneak behind enemy lines, and that includes into their past or future. When we attack, we do so in full sight. This is also why every Sontaran drop pod is painted a bright and reflective silver, so that it can clearly be seen against the sky. Camouflage is cowardice, soldier. That is the true horror of the Time Lords. Face a Sontaran and all you have to contend with is a moment of pain, subsequent death, and the pride that you were destroyed by the finest military machine in the universe. But crossing the monstrous intellects of Gallifrey has far wider consequences. Not just for you but for every you that has existed or may exist. Only the Time Lords truly understand the damage they cause, whereas we are rats in their maze, our lives manipulated without our knowing, at the mercy of fickle gods. Perhaps the Sontaran you were yesterday is not the Sontaran you are today. Perhaps Sontarans have even stood and fought on Gallifrey itself, only to have the memory of those victories stolen away. Perhaps there is a universe-spanning war going on just out of sight, an apocalyptic crusade fought in the space between one second and the next. Luckily for the Empire, Gallifrey's might is matched only by their disinterest. Distant and alone, they have no interest in the affairs of the galaxy and are content to play with time and prattle their arrogant philosophies. All of them but one, that is. Data entries 13-105 selected. The Doctor. Hero of Sontar, though I am naught but an automated set of recordings based on the military teachings of our greatest minds, I have been programmed with the same judgment protocols and scorn settings as any good and honourable Sontaran. If more proof was needed that the principles of the Sontaran Empire are good and right, consider that even I a mere machine, 
feel them as strongly as if I possessed a Sontaran heart. Though the Root and Host remain our greatest nemesis, there is one foe, a single alien, who has foxed and foiled and flummoxed our empire more than all the other meddling breeds of the universe put together. Where we have honour, this foe is honourless. Where we have single-minded purity, they are polluted by compassion. Where we have a healthy contempt for those who are not of the empire, this foe allies themselves constantly with lesser races. Most confusingly, this Time Lord consorts with humans, even recklessly allowing their human pets access to a timeship and other advanced technologies. Our records of this foe are even sketchier than is usual when dealing with the Time Lord of Gallifrey, although they do not meet the normally impeccable standards of Sontaran records. A Sontaran High Command has deemed it necessary to share them anyway, as we seem to encounter this ludicrously dressed menace nearly as often as the Rutan host. Data Entry 14 selected. First encounter with the Doctor. The Time Warrior. In a clash with the hated Rutans, Commander Lynx of the 5th Sontaran Army Space Fleet was forced to land on Earth. With the practicality typical of our race, he immediately claimed the fertile planet for the glory of the Empire, even taming a group of local barbarians and commanding them to help repair his ship. However, Lynx's innocent kidnapping of humans from Earth's future, see related data entry 2235, the Osmic Projector, was curtailed when he and his human pets were confronted by the Doctor. This version of the Doctor, titled by Lynx in his report as the Time Warrior for his surprising martial arts ability, was a deceptively wrinkled dandelion-haired scoundrel who was so lacking in honour that he shared our probic vent vulnerability with mere humans. This treachery availed him not, however, as Lynx easily defeated the Time Warrior before going on to achieve his true goal of dying honourably in battle. Data Entry 15 selected. The Scarf Wearer. It was Field Major Steyer who next encountered the renegade Time Lord, learning that Gallifreyan duplicitousness is actually also biological, with this new version of the Doctor wearing a different face and different mannerisms and even seeming to be younger than the first. Note that at this time we were unaware of the Time Lord capacity for regeneration. Field Major Steyer was compiling knowledge of humans and testing them for their usefulness, a process all components of the Sontaran war machine must undergo. As you no doubt understand, hero of Sontar. Ninety seconds, also due to that last glancing hit from some laser fire, you will be landing very close to enemy lines. Most efficient. Further details of this conflict have been redacted, but know that after his actions, the Doctor was classified a Class II nemesis of the Sontaran Empire. Related data entry 246. Probic Energizer Maintenance. Watch what you eat. This encounter, however, did provide us with useful knowledge of Gallifreyan biology, such as the revelation that the Doctor is colorblind, based on the garish garment he was wearing round his neck. Data Entry 659 Selected Human Customs Earth is a fertile world, so it made complete sense 
when Commandant Stroll of the Sontaran Special Insertion Forces suggested lightweight green cloaks for an attempted scouting mission. Human population centres had also adopted a red and white scheme as part of the festival dubbed Christmas, and so it was deduced by Stroll that incorporating these colours with the green would facilitate a successful infiltration. Intelligence gleaned from the mission was spotty. The team successfully infiltrated a human shopping temple, where children had queued to prostrate themselves before the Father of Christmas. Human breeding is a mystery. Suddenly, Stroll and the other commandos were beset by humans wishing to take photographs with the elves. One human consumer tried to buy Stroll so she could put him in her garden. A riot ensued and tactical retreat was advised. Commandant Stroll was never seen again. Data entry 17 selected. Other sightings of the Doctor. General Starr's report from the Atmos Stratagem, though unfinished due to his death, and rightly so, as only a cowardly intellectual would sit and take notes when battle could be joined, described the Doctor as different again, pinstriped and spindly with a ridiculous crest of hair, as if trying to engage in some futile human mating ritual. These are but a fraction of the times our noble empire has crossed paths with this devious alien. There are even archival military reports that suggest we have faced multiple versions of the Doctor at once, presumably because not even his own people would wish to ally with him. Unconfirmed reports have also reached us from the hotly contested Regalis sector that the Doctor has reappeared with a new form, topped with a wild blonde mane and a higher-pitched voice, which is no doubt some form of ruse meant to confuse us. Data Entry 19 Selected the Doctor's Pets. Normally, humans are beneath notice, but those allied to the Doctor have undergone considerable training, not unlike our own Sontaran attack rhinoxes, and these youngsters must be guarded against with a care not normally required. These particular humans, mostly small men with high voices, accompany the Doctor everywhere, fouling good Sontaran work with their clumsy five-fingered interference. One in particular, a Sarah Jane Smith, was also instrumental in complicating both Commander Lynx's and Field Major Steyer's great works in exploiting humans' potential as a servant race. Data Entry 105 selected. The Doctor. Conclusions. The treachery of Time Lords is nowhere more apparent than when dealing with the Doctor. Even this Time Lord's name is a curse. A Doctor. Someone who unnaturally extends the life of those who should have died in combat. It is the lowest of professions, reserved only for the weakest and most dishonourable of Sontarans. I hope that, in the coming engagement... Sixty seconds, it appears that you will be landing behind enemy lines... Perfect opportunity for a pincer attack. If you should perish, you do so cleanly and without feeble recourse to medicine, bandages, or any kind of ease from pain. Pain is life, hero of Sontar, and anyone who tries to get in the way of that is stealing your honour. And speaking of honour, soldier, you are reaching the end of your time with the Sontaran subliminal education matrix. In the remaining 55 seconds of your education... 
Please choose two more data entries and ready your Rion carbine. Your graduation is at hand. Data entry 179 selected. Baked potatoes. This phrase is a curse originating on Earth and often levelled at Santaran soldiers when humans realise that they are outgunned, outthought and outmatched on the field of war. No further explanation or research is required. Fifty seconds. Hold on to the stabilizers provided. Engage counterjets to facilitate the best chance of survival. Data entry 1500 selected. Sontaran art. Art is pointless. Forty seconds. Brace for impact. Sontaran subliminal education matrix graduation speech loaded. Unpacking. Unpacking. Playing now. Here at last, hero of Sontar, just seven minutes from clone birth to full deployment on the battlefield, a new Sontaran record and a new victory for us all. I am delighted to inform you that over half of your batch generation, despite fierce bombardment from the planet's surface, are about to land on their first battlefield and face their first foe. As to this foe's identity, ten seconds... We ask you this, soldier. Does it matter? Do you need to know? When you have millions of your brothers around you? When a new clone generation is already being prepared above you? Younger brothers, all ready to learn from your glorious example? Eight seconds. In these last moments before you land and unleash the full might of your Sontaran bloodlust... Remember the feeling of that first victory. Remember how you took on the entire universe and prevailed against all odds. And remember, you did not do it alone. You exist by the might of the Empire's science, and it is your duty to repay that in conquest and triumph. When you march, it is not as a single soldier but as a component of the Empire, a link in a chain unbroken since the first Sontaran millennia ago. When you march, the Empire marches with you. Where you tread, the weight of a billion Sontaran boots fall. This is your birthright. Sontaran subliminal education matrix name selection engaged. Loading. Name chosen. Strax of the Seventh Sontaran Battlefleet, this is what you are made for, and we are already proud. Go forth and conquer! Sontar-ha!